This is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey guys, I'm Jenny Taft. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up, guys? Uh, back with another show, episode 185 of the Moto X Pod Show tonight. Obviously, I'm Dark Side. Got Scotty T in studio. What's up? What's up, man? TJ TJ's out west doing some work, so he says. Uh, show's a little different tonight. Not live on YouTube. We had the failed 250 press conference tonight that led right up until the time that we're supposed to have Dean Wilson. So uh, this part is pre-recorded. Everything's all out of whack tonight. Show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. The products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. Cherubies has what you need. You'll be seeing those Cherubies handguards on Max Boland's bike this weekend at H1 in Houston on the East Coast. So that's going to be cool. Visit CherubiesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and let Brian Fullerton take care of you. And as always, let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you X Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works, let's see, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, and Extreme Colors Helmet Painting all on board. Uh, like I said, a little bit of an unusual show tonight. Um, Dean Wilson, Sean Hackley, Will Hahn. That's the plan. Will Hahn has texted and said he may not be able to make it because they're still testing. Uh, this little segment's actually being recorded after we were supposed to talk to Dino. Dino's at dinner, had to postpone a little bit, so we talked to Sean Hackley, waiting on Dean to come back. So it's all all over the place there, Scotty, but we're going to make it work. You yeah. guys will get a show, unfortunately, not live on YouTube. Yeah, no, we're it'll, it, it still comes together. You, you can use your magic over there and uh... – and, and put stuff around. Yeah, but who knows? It may go together and still be all out of whack by the time I'm done with it. But either way, we actually had a really great interview already with Sean Hackley. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, pretty interesting. Well, it's all obviously an interesting story, but scary story with things he's been through. So you guys listen to that. The dude was had a was an uphill trajectory to a professional career and made some big injuries. Oh, Just, it's it's kind of. Nice to know, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other people that's kind of in this East Texas motor community like uh, it, that probably didn't realize this, but it was always seemed like it was that story of well, what, what happened. Yeah, well, Nobody, he's never really talked about it. Yeah. And that's and what he told me when he reached out. I was like, man, I just a, – a friend of his has another podcast, and he couldn't remember the name, and I don't remember it either because he just sent me the audio um, that he where Sean kind of opened up about some of these injuries and he had never done it before. Yeah. And then he reached out to me afterward and said, man, I really would like to talk more about this. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately we were somewhat crunched for time because of the way the show went tonight. Yeah, so there was definitely more that we can. Yeah. I want to get him back on, but I hope you guys enjoy it once it comes up. Uh, Houston this weekend. So pumped. I'll be there. Sean, uh, Scotty will be there. We're really looking forward to it. We're going to cut this intro pretty short just because we got to get, ready for dean right 
Uh, but I hope you guys enjoy this. I have not sent out the T-shirt yet that was won last week to Zach. Zach, I apologize. It's sitting here in front of me. I will get it done. Uh, Oscar will be getting his shock socks. Shan's supposed to send those out today. We've got another week on the blood lubricants giveaway. Yeah. So just email motoxpodshow at gmail.com. We have a bunch of entries so far. I'm pretty impressed, actually, with you guys stepping up. So good. we got some cool Keep blood. them coming. What's that? Say so keep them coming. It's yeah, good. yeah, I like that. So keep those things coming. Really, all you got to do is email me and tell me you want it. You could tell me why you want it. You could tell me why you like the show. But really, I just need an email from you guys if you haven't entered. We got some blood lubricant. I've got uh, two two stroke pre mix, or if you want four stroke, I'll, I'll switch it out. We got some blood lubricants, blood bath, bike wash, and uh, what is this other one in front of me? The oh, the degreaser, bloodline degreaser. So three things. We'll hook you guys up with send the email motoexpressshow at gmail dot com. There was uh, there's kind of some news. Um, so Kiefer was on Pulp last night. Yeah, that, yeah, that other, that other show, obviously. And he part of his race take rant was something that you've given me beef about before. Oh, I know. I got to talk about that. So in the wrap up, but go does, ahead. Does does your well for those of, those of y'all that didn't <laughs> see Pulp, he Kiefer said as long as you're out riding and having fun, yeah, he it does it doesn't matter that you can have. Mismatch Mismatching gear. gear, which, okay, for all, for all those listeners, it's I have Fox boots, TLD helmet, Jesus. and I have TLD gear, and I have a set of fly gear. It's not it's not it's like I'm wearing a Thor jersey and a Fox. But that day you pants. had like four separate things, didn't no, you? No, I have I have TLD helmet. Okay, I have I, have, I was wearing my fly gear because you're fly, and I wanted to wear my fly I with you. Fly. And and then I have a pair of Fox boots. And the pants were fly too. The pants were fly. That's okay. all, uh, the, the, I was thinking it was like four separate. No, the the helmet, per, yeah, jersey, no, pants, my, boots. My my Troy Lee's gear matches and my fly gear matches. I just okay. have yeah. So well, yes. does that change your but, opinion? Is Kiefer yeah. Kiefer was kind of the the ringleader on that Steve, whole thing. Kiefer changed his opinion because he met some guy that didn't have mismatched soul gear. riding. The guy was yeah soul rider was great attitude, loved riding. Man. Mine's not that no, bad. No, I'm not changing my opinion. Nah. Mine's not that bad, I think bad, you should though. still match. Yeah, whatever. If you don't, I'm not going to hate on it too much. Yeah. I might make fun of you, but I'm only going to make fun of you because it's just fun. It's a joke. Yeah. Like, I don't mean it, really. No, I get it. I just, so, I, I think it's I think it's a fun, fun topic. Yeah, we're going to have a great wrap-up show tomorrow, I, I think. And next week, no show, because I'll be in Houston, or even maybe drive, well, Tuesday night there's a race, and it's just too much. I can't, we cannot do a show next week. Going to try to do a wrap-up show, but that's going to be tough. I'm going to have to drive home just to do that. Uh, anything else before we cut this and go to first break? Did we Have we ever done our legitimate picks for Houston? I think we kind of did. Yeah, I said Cooper. Cooper was my pick. Okay. I think we did. Who was your pick? Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I ever actually really gave well, one. Oh, uh, we got East I, Coast I heard, kind of uh, announced now. I can't. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go Christian Craig. Yeah, Craig would be a good safe bet. Craig or Lawrence. Those are probably oh, – and Forkner. See, that's – East Coast, quote-unquote, is going to be gnarly. It's going to be good. Forkner, Jet Lawrence, Christian Craig. Moseman, I still feel, is going to be a surprise. Yeah, Craig, Craig's yeah, sa- savvy um, vet. Forkner and Lawrence are willing to – I don't know that to, sheet of paper I went that I was taking notes on for the press conference earlier. I may have thrown yeah. it away. Yeah, but those those two guys are willing anyway. to willing to take you out to win, so that's going to be yeah, interesting. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. But those are my guys. I'm going to go Christian – and Cooper, I think I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take my Houston one winner as uh, Osborne. I like that pick. I'd be, I'd be fine with that. Other than, I can see as, I can see a couple of guys. As long as Barsha doesn't win, so I don't have to wear a Cowboys jersey. Yeah, That's, dude, I might be out. Like, Barsha might win. He's he's a close I might second. Run out on the. Tr- I mean, he won a one. 
So the, my pick for Osborne, this is the scenario. Did I you not see the video? Uh-uh. Yeah, they, Red Bull threw a... Oh, yeah, I did yeah, see that. that threw me, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, he, so it, was was like, it threw me off for a second. Yeah, it did me too. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, so so my scenario is your, your AC and Tomax, he, he doesn't ever start good at the first round. So, but your your AC and your Rocks and your Cooper, I can see Osborne sitting like in a solid third, and then like those two guys, like getting into a kind of like a, where they make a mistake or they hold each other up, and all of a sudden Osborne strikes and then steals the win. That's that's that would that's why I pick him. I okay. can see him sitting there in third, somebody making a mistake, and then all of a sudden he's your winner. I like it. Yeah, I mean I'd be fine with Zacho winning. Yeah, I'd be so. that'd be cool. Okay, let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and hopefully everything works out the way it's supposed to for tonight. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you gotta do is go to AturbeesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorized Pajo sent you. Hey dad, great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy lock-on grips today. Our first guest of the night is brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which has grown into the top choice goggle for many of the top privateers. John Short, Ryan Brees, Jacob Hayes, Ben LeMay, and many more all use X-Brand Goggles. Visit xbrandgoggles.com or hit me up, darksidemx3 at aol.com for info. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us Dean Wilson. What's up, dude? Oh, not too much. Just uh, heading home from Taco Tuesday. How about you guys? <laughs> Taco Tuesday. I just walked in the house, and my fiance is uh, making tacos as we speak. So I hear you. I had there taco. I had I it for like lunch. It. <laughs> yeah. So it's hey, Dean. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I'm not going to keep you too long. Um, heading into this year, healed up, ready to go. Uh, big hype for H1. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling healthy and. Uh, 
Yeah, it just feels good to go into the season strong and uh, confident and feeling good. You know, last year was tough because I barely even got to right before the season uh, coming back from an injury. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I feel like I've done, you know, everything I can going into it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see We'll see how it goes. But uh, I think it'll be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so, you know, every year there's always the uh... – the preview shows and we all talk about who's the favorites uh you not necessarily being on the list as a favorite does that ever bother you or do you just uh, you got to do you and go out and do what you can yeah i mean i'm kind of used to it um it's, it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm never really on those like top 10 rankings or whatever but yet you know i finished uh in the top 10 the past uh uh, four years right. in, in points, and then uh, you know I put him the last Supercross race. So it is what it is. So it's a fast class. There's a lot of fast guys, and um, I mean, yeah, it's what it is. But it's yeah, it's it's good. It, it keeps me fired up, and uh, you know, um, it's, it's nice to always prove those people wrong. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think about? We we just had somebody uh, another podcast that we're friends with send us some questions. They're from Australia. Um, and they were asking us what we think the hype or the vibe is going to be like for H1 versus A1. And in my mind, it's going to be pretty equal because we haven't raced in a stadium with fans in a long time. It's still the first race of the year. I think it's going to be a badass. I mean, what do you think about the vibe that's going to happen this weekend and about just being in Houston all week? Um, I think it's going to be good. It's kind of hard to say how it's going to be, but for me, I've always loved Houston. I like the stadium. I like the dirt. I've always done pretty well there. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, you know, it's pretty cool that we have at least limited fans. Yep. And, um, you know, we're all getting back going again. So I'm excited. It's going to be good. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, start off in Houston will, will be will be good for me. I, I hope so, man. You know your number one fan is going to be there. I'm actually staying at his house, so that's always a bonus. Yep. No, yeah, I'm stoked to see how he's uh, – I think we're going to go for dinner or something while we're there, but uh, no, it'll be good. It'll be good to see him. All right. So, you know, you mentioned how the, the class is so stacked this year, and it just seems to keep being more and more and more stacked. Uh, so <laughs> – Going into it, you know, you're one of those factory guys. Y'all are all fighting for podiums and top fives, top tens. What What is the biggest thing that you've put as your, like, main goal? Like, if you can do this every weekend, that you'll be happy. What is that kind of – that that main thing that you're thinking about? Oh, I think it kind of is really, you know, it's just so oversaid, but I think just getting that start is what's important for me. Um you know, because I feel like I can hold my own, you know, in the top five, top ten, but I need to start there. You know, a class is pretty damn deep to not start there and, and yeah. finish up there. So, get a good start. And also, you know, um, that really comes all the way down to a good heat race. You know, having a good heat race so you have a good gate pick for the main. Um, that's really important. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's stacked, but... Uh, it's all. I mean, I feel like the first first round is always stacked, and then two rounds in, uh, yeah, you never know what what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be good. I'm, I'm excited, and uh, I'm not really nervous or anything. And I think that's from just being prepared and 
knowing that I've done my best going into the season and, you know, let the rest unfold, you know, and all you can do is your best and, and, that, and that's it. Yeah, you always have a, the one of the best uh, outlooks and like you're all, you seem to almost always be positive and that's got to be hard with some of the things you've been through, but it's always appreciated at least by us and I know your fans. Yeah, I think like what I went through and all the injuries and all the tough stuff that I went through is what gave me the right mindset and perspective. You know, obviously I'm very grateful and thankful to get to race dirt bikes for a living. Yep. You know, something I've always wanted to do as a kid and to do that is pretty amazing. And I just think in the past I've put so much pressure on myself and and uh, just put myself through a living hell. And, you know, inside I, I just felt terrible. And, yeah, I just put a lot of pressure on myself because I always wanted to do well. And I still want to do well. But to get the best out of me, I, I got to be happy from the inside and enjoy it and uh that's just what brings the best out of me. So I've learned how to do that. And it's just by not, you know, obviously I put the work in and we do everything, you know, what's supposed to be done, you know, with training and whatnot, but not take it too seriously. Just, you know, just do your best. And, and that's all you can do. For me, when I get too serious, it just doesn't, uh, it just kind of backfires on me. So I like to uh, do it my way and, and, uh, that's when uh, I think my best writing and best results come from. Okay. Um, you know, you do a lot of social media stuff with Instagram, and I think you're kind of one of the leading, probably one of the top guys that does the most in that. Like, I just kind of wanted to get your perspective on how the social media works in the industry and, and how much it's helped your career continuing to grow fans and, you know, get, get that support. How, just kind of your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think having a, a good social following is really important. You know, I think – it just brings another value to yourself. Um, you know, if a team wants to hire you, you know, it's obviously first thing first is results always. That's the first thing, you know, you want someone that can, you know, put in the results. The second, you know, if you can sell their product or whatever it may be, then that's a bonus. And that's definitely another thing to add to the table. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's important, you know, and for me, it's, you know, help, you know, I think having a good social following always helps with your other sponsors, like your gear companies and your GoPros and uh, overseas events before COVID, um, you know, because really overseas events, they want people, they want to sell tickets. And if you have a good following, then, you know, it's it helped me a lot. And uh, yeah, I've just been always been myself on social media and like to have a laugh and uh, <laughs> kind of show the real side of me. And I think that kind of more than organic way and I think that's uh maybe why I have that following or whatever you want to say like I do but um yeah obviously results always come first but uh I think social following is is also important just to uh kind of just be that cherry on top for sponsors just to so you know if they sponsor you you know you you can at least put their product out there and you know promote it the best you can yeah yeah you're you're when you did that old man thing that had me in tears <laughs> dude <laughs> Yeah, that one's quite funny. We just did that for fun, you know. We, we, uh, me and my buddy, we watched the Bad Grandpa, and we're like, oh, well, if we did that on a dirt bike, you know, it's been done on BMX and skateboards, but not on a dirt bike. And yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny, just something that we kind of freestyled, never really like took very seriously, and how much it blew up. You know, it's got 16 million 
views on Jeez. YouTube and then it's got like a few more million on Facebook and it's very crazy. It's, it's uh, really blown up and people know Grandpa Earl more than they know myself. So it's <laughs> actually quite funny. It's almost like Ro- the Ronnie Mack character. It's just, yeah, people were drawn to it, but the Grandpa Earl was, in my opinion, way, way better than uh, Ronnie Mack. This is my opinion, but um, hey, a couple more questions before I let you go. <laughs> You've been uh, with O'Neill for a little while now. One of the, you know, not a whole lot of guys in O'Neill. Um, that's a company I feel like that's stuck by you for a while, and you have a, a lot of. Uh, you kind of feel like you maybe owe them and you and trust them. Oh yeah, no, O'Neill is like family to me. They, uh, you know, they 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 helped me when uh, I was struggling as a privateer, and then um, you know we kept that relationship. Then I did leave them for a year, which I regret a lot mm-hmm. but uh you know i came back and you know i've been with them for a long time now and they're just a very good um obviously i love the gear and um it's i think it's came a long ways and um just the, the company in itself you know the people that work there and um you know frank mark um you know jim everyone that's there it's just such a kind of a family company and um, they just treat their, their writers like, you know, one of their own uh, yeah. family members. Yeah, like, yeah. They're just good, good, genuine people, and that's what I like most about them, and they've always stuck behind me through the highs and the lows, and I'll just always have a place in my heart for those guys for sure. Good to hear, man. I, I like that. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a fly guy. The show's fly, but I like that um, – that what's the word I'm looking for that that you sticking with them? What's, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for, Scotty? I don't know. Loyalty. <laughs> Loyalty. Well, there, there you go, go Dino. Dino yeah. knows the English language. Want to be on the I show? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that. I like that, and I think those words that you spoke were fantastic for them. Um, last thing, I guess, man. Uh, congratulations on getting married. I have to assume your lovely wife is with you if you were at dinner. So Sarah's been by your side for for most of the years that I've known you. Um, she yep. kind of likes to stay in the background, but I feel like she's a big part of your program and your support. Uh, get get some, let's hear some kind words about your lovely wife. I mean, uh, no, she's been uh, awesome to me, and uh, you know, she's not only my wife, but she's one of like my best friends. Yeah, and, uh, we. Uh, <laughs> She's giving me this fucking gosh. Give me that face right now. Well, I've I've asked her. I've asked her. I've asked her fit many many times to do a podcast with us, and she's she doesn't really want to, but she's always super yeah, sweet about she's it. She's very uh, socially awkward. I like to say <laughs> we uh no we get along very well. Yeah. And we have fun together, and we get to travel around the world, and yeah, we, we she I think that's the one thing is like you know we just uh she's like one of my best friends, obviously, and that's like you know, the most important, that's really the, the most important part is something that you can just get along with in front of all your friends and yep. with your friends and go do fun stuff. And we love to travel and just have fun with it. And, uh, so yeah, we, we, we're a good, good, uh, couple and, um, yeah, that's everything's good. That's good, man. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to ask her when I see her to do a podcast. She can continue to say no, but one of these days she may break down. So Scotty's got one more for you. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Never yeah. Protected, well, right? yeah. Well, see, I do the. I told her, I think at Loretta's that I've been doing these. Uh, it's like the the marriage newlywed game on YouTube or not on YouTube on Instagram Live, where I get like Kiefer and his wife, or I get uh, you know a writer and his wife, and and I send you each questions about each other, 
and then we go yeah. we go live and see if you can match the questions. It's a lot of fun. So I'm hoping she'll break down and do that at some point. But I'll, maybe, hey, we'll see. Maybe. All right. All right. Scotty, <laughs> okay. one more, buddy. Okay, I got a, it's a little bit of a nostalgia story, and I wanted to see if you remembered this. Um, nah. It was, he might, it was, a, it was, 08 or 09, you were like, you were A, a class, about to go pro, and you were probably just racing as much as you can to make as much money as you can. And you were at our local track around here, it was Swan MX. It was an AMA yep. race. I don't remember that. He, it was just a local, like, winter series wow. race or something. Okay. And you rode both 250 Pro and 450 Pro on a 250F, and you won both. Yep. And then somebody protested you in the 450 class for being on a 250. <laughs> and they no, were. I, I remember that. Yeah, I, I was I was there like in the infield area, and I remember your mom coming up just screaming. She was so mad, and because because that was a it was a pretty good chunk of change. I'll bet. And 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 I just remember there's just being drama, and I I really don't know what happened. I just wanted to know if you remembered that story or not, because I do. No, I do. That's actually funny you brought that up. I remember I was I just that was my first ever pro race, I believe, and it was just me, and my mom at the race, and uh, I raced. Yeah, I didn't have a 450, so I raced the. 450 class my 250 and i remember being at the start line and this dad like this kid's dad was just like chirping off at me super hard and i was like really young i've never had a dad like yell at me yeah. getting mad at me before and i was like what and he's saying how i'm a he was literally telling me i'm a cheater and i'm like dude <laughs> i'm on a slower bike i'm on a 250s in the 450 class like i literally like and he was just going off time cheating, riding a 250 and a 450. And I, I thought he was joking at first. He was dead-ass serious. And then next thing you know, he protested me. And I don't remember the full details, but, yeah, yeah he just was a sore loser, I guess. Wow. Well, that's, that's, that's crazy. For, cause for those who don't know, that is a straight horsepower track. Oh, yeah. Like, and yeah. so, so like, yeah. you were at no advantage at all. So, wow. I just thought, I just... No. I've never seen anything like that. That's it was so the, crazy. That's pretty pathetic. Yeah. yeah, it's funny you remember that. I, I forgot about that, but I, I'll never forget that. Cause <laughs> the guy was so mad at me. He called me a cheater. And I'm like, do you hear yourself right now? That's crazy. Like, that's, funny. that's funny. Um, all right, yeah. man. So, hey, well, your dad, was your dad going to be able to make Houston, or is that not with a with – the... No. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring yeah, him he... bring him donuts again. We became best friends last year because of the donuts. Yeah, he's uh... – I don't think they'll come to uh, too many races. Uh, obviously, with the whole COVID yeah. situation and stuff, it's kind of tough. So, uh, Bummer. They'll probably try to come to a few, but we'll see. It's just, you know, uh, they can't be in the pits or anything. If they do come, they just be in the stands, which sure. is fine. But, um, yeah, they'll uh, – I don't know. We'll see what, what they end up doing. Well, maybe maybe next year I can – maybe things will lighten up and I can bring them donuts next year. But, Dino, man, can't wait to see you this weekend. I'm sure I'll hear from you. I'll be with Hal most of the damn week probably. So, um, great talking to you, man. Be safe going home, and we'll see you this weekend. Thank you very much. See you, guys. Right. See you, bud. Care. See you. Bye. All right. Thanks to Dean Wilson for coming on. Uh, we we didn't know if we, <laughs> we were going to make this interview happen or not, but we did. He came through. Yeah, came through. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Stay tuned for the next break. And, uh, yeah, like I said, if you guys are listening to this thing, it's going to be all out of order tonight because of the way things went down. But I hope you enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you guys. I'm doing the end of the show, basically. Whatever. Just listen. 
We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom-painted helmets tricked out, and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998, and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you too can have a custom-painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at x-t-r-e-m-e-k-o-l-o-r-s extreme colors. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. All right, we are back, and our next guest of the night is brought to you by Shock Socks, which is the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing leaky fork seals, so ask your local dealer or go to BurrMotorsports.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Tonight, Shock, Shock Socks brings us Mr. Sean Hackley. What's up, dude? How's it going, guys? It's going good, man. I don't know if you know who I am. Like We've talked a few times. <laughs> okay. Uh, we... Uh, if you remember maybe earlier in the summer out at uh, Athens, I was parked next to you and my bike wouldn't start, my Honda. I was kicking and okay. kicking and kicking. And you're like, hey, talk to my dad. And your dad said, it's the valves. There's no compression. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, and he, you, he was 100% correct, just Heck so you know. Yeah. All right. That's good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's me. I'm Everybody calls me dark side, but I'm Jamie. Okay, so. awesome. No, I know who you are. Then I know who you are. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, man, you uh, you kind of reached out to me the other day and talked about, you know, hey, you had a really, you had a, what I think is a pretty fantastic career. Obviously, you didn't get to where you wanted to be, but you you got a lot farther than most of us. Uh, um, I think you had a really cool amateur career. A lot yes. of cool things happened, but then some things went south, and you you kind of want to talk about some of that. Um, what what made you decide to talk about some of these injuries you've had? Um, I don't know. I had a couple of friends of mine reach out to me, just checking on me, seeing how I've done over the years. And I didn't open up too much about my head injuries because 
that was a lot going on while I was going through them. I didn't know how to explain it, but yeah. now that I'm older and me being, you know, a coach and a trainer and stuff like that and being around the kids and seeing them go through issues, you know, hopefully nothing similar to what I went through, but I figured I might as well open my mouth some. Well, that's, I, I'm, I'm really uh, proud of you. That's, that's a lot to talk about. It's not going to be, I'm sure it's not easy. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, but let's let's get a little background. So you, you probably don't remember this either. You were on this show a couple of years ago when it first started on episode twenty. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I was. That's wild. It, yes, I do not remember that. That's all right. Well, you know, it was when <laughs> Shan got me hooked up with you. I believe that's how I got your. My, okay. I think that's how we got your info. The show was very different back then, though. So it's okay. It's okay. no big deal. But um, I want to just touch on some of your history, and then we're going to okay. get into the more serious stuff. But uh, you started riding at four years old. Uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. Your dad was a racer, and and also at a time when there were not very many African Americans in the sport. Uh, I mean, James was was a little bit older than you, and yes. I know you've talked about this, and you probably get tired of it. But was that yeah. difficult, or was it like pretty accepted at that time? Um, well, I'm originally from Maryland, yes. So, like you know, I grew up on the East Coast and all of that, and it was a little bit more common at the on the east coast you know you might have like 10 15 black guys there or families or something like that but um growing up i went to an all-white school i was the only black kid in my school so when i went to the track and i was the only black guy it really didn't make a difference for me i was a shy kid and quiet so no one really talked to me in the first place so i just kind of went out there and did my own thing my parents really kept me away from anything bad they did a good job of that yeah, I I was watching. Uh, actually, well, I went and watched the the Disney commercials that you were yeah. a part of. For anybody that doesn't <laughs> yes, know, yes, just Google Sean Hackley Disney commercial, and like you could see like how you could just tell in those minute and a half clips how good of parents you had. Like it was just obvious. Yeah, no, my parents are awesome. You know, and like more of this story, it shows you how like awesome they are and everything. But uh, they did a pretty good job raising me, and they took <laughs> care of me. And- I can't, I can't complain at all. Yeah. All I hear is how nice you are and how well-mannered you are. And, uh, and I've seen that every time I've talked to you, that, that's come across. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But I can be a jerk at some time soon. I, I don't mean to be just people <laughs> just catch the wrong side of it. Sure. Anybody can. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, we're, we're about the same age. We kind of grew up in the same racing scene. You're obviously a lot faster yeah. than me, but I, I remember when that Disney channel thing came out, there was like a posse around you out of like Swan and those, village and stuff like so many people wanted to talk to you there was so much hype around that video it was crazy yeah it was pretty cool but like i said i was a quiet shy kid so like i didn't like the attention but at the (laughs) same time like it was like okay it's me and my dirt bike so when i put my helmet on i'm good to go yeah that it's just easier once yeah everything gets blocked out that's cool um okay so 98 to 2005 part of team green how did that come about um wow Minio's like 98 and this is crazy because i've just got my parents opened up a big chest of a lot of my memory and stuff my memorabilia and stuff like that so this is kind of fresh on my mind i won Minio's in 98 and then i got a deal with cali from 99 to 2005 and that really just was my home yeah as far as i know you know i i love a green fender still to this day <laughs> i'm kind of interested in riding one but okay so yeah, and then I just before I turned pro, I wanted to see something different. I think. Okay, so your and your your best finish ever at, at like an amateur national. You you won the sixty five uh, seven to eleven in two thousand one. 
That's yeah, pretty I only impressive. have one title at Loretta's. Hell, that's one more than I'll ever have, Sean. <laughs> yeah. So no, Hill Hill took care of me at Loretta's most of the years. Yeah. I've won a few motos and stuff like that, but only one title. So at that point in your amateur career, was there a lot of hype behind you? Like, did you, you know, like now nowadays, it's I think it's quite a bit different. There's so many kids on so many quote unquote factory amateur teams. Right. But what was it like for you at that age, seven to 11, let's say, and just, you know, going to school and having the elite at the time amateur team behind you and just like, what was that like? Um, well, I went to regular, just normal school. So in school, I was a nobody. I was quiet kid, sat in the back of class, did my schoolwork because I was a kid that wore board shorts to school and a dress down day or, you know, something like that. They're yeah. like, you're weird. So, um, then when my commercial came out, obviously like I became the most popular kid in school after that, because I got confronted by the senior and he was just like, Hey, I saw you on Disney channel. And I'm like, man, you're a senior. Why are you watch the Disney channel? <laughs> right, weird. Right, yeah. And so everybody just started clowning him and the attention became on me, which I didn't mind it. It was cool, but, um, you know, in school, that's just what it was. And after that was, I got a little bit more attention, but going to the track was fun. And I don't know, you know, it's a lot of social media makes a lot of big hype about stuff, but I don't know. We're just kids riding dirt bikes. Everybody gets overworked about it. Well, yeah, you know, when you, I can see both sides because I've only been doing this media for a few years. And before that, I was just the regular fan. So that right. hype that we would get from magazines and even, you know, back then there wasn't a lot of social media. But when you would hear about like you or, you know, when I first moved to Texas, the guys like Charlie Bogard, yeah, dude, there was uh -huh. I was in awe, man, because I knew I was never going to be that good. So I, I think the hype's a good thing. I mean, at least for the average fan, I think it's awesome. Uh, I wish yeah. I had a chance to meet you back then. I remember seeing your name. And I was actually in Dallas when you had the crash in, what was that, 15, I think? The big, the last yeah. big one? Yes, that was 15. Yeah, so I was there, but I didn't really know you. I just uh -huh. knew, knew Shan, and so I started asking Shan, hey, is he okay? But yeah i have no idea what happened i know i crashed but yeah uh, that was a rough night dude it was scary man oh my god that was scary but yeah and i, I don't think there's any video times. of it anywhere is there i think there was and it got deleted oh i, mean, I would have liked to see it but yeah. at the same time not really <laughs> right 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 <laughs> well I, I definitely want to get into these things here in a minute i, I just i want okay. to get quickly kind of go as your amateur career progressed and it's yes. getting close to time to going pro uh is that what at that time, is that what your plan was? Like, I'm going to go pro and I'm going to do this, you know, at the elite level. What were you thinking and how did that time frame go for you? Um, let's see. Got on big bikes, you know, 80s. I was top five, top top 10 the first year, top five after that. Then yeah. we got on big bikes, um, back to top three and winning things. And so my last year in A class, you know, I obviously that was the goal to turn pro. And I set my expectations very high. I wanted to win everything. You know, I grew up under Stewart being at his house and stuff. So getting to see him ride and race, I wanted to be as good as him, if not better. Sure. You know, like he had a pretty cool lifestyle and I'm like, man, I want that. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to sign with Honda my rookie year and some things just didn't work out that way. And I ended up signing with a motor world PPG Yamaha and Toyota, which was cool because I just bought a new truck and then I got a factory ride plus another truck. <laughs> nice so yeah like that was cool i just turned 17 and had two vehicles i'm like all right life's good 
and um, moved to California, started with the team. Everything was going great. Uh, went to Stewart's house for a little bit because my first day on the Supercross track, I was terrible. I never had ridden one before, and I just show up to Factory Yamaha, and nobody else is on the track. Everybody's just sitting there, and I'm like, my dad just pushed me out. Hey, go out there. You know, hit the triple second lap, overjumped it, blew my front wheel out. Like, I'm notorious <laughs> for blowing wheels out. I just, I just, that's what I do. Yeah. But, so everybody sees this, of course. Yeah. So everybody's just looking at me, laughing at me. And I'm like, okay, wow, this is embarrassing. I'm a squid. And like, that was a very rough day. I think I cried myself to sleep. Like, what am I doing? This, this isn't what I thought turning pro was going to be like. Right. And went to Stewart's house for a couple months, came back, and everybody was just, starstruck like what have you been doing riding and that's all we really did just spin laps so uh, you go to james's house and you were you rode with him on the in the 125 days uh a little bit oh oh man so i want to i want to hear about that a second but what is something like what are the things that you learned from james that made you take that next step because the guy is otherworldly talent and speed wise i mean i would think i would think Almost anybody at that higher level could go ride with James, but still not necessarily learn what the hell he's doing because it's just he. You have to be born with that. So, what did you take away and learn from him? Oh uh, man, James is special. Like that—that's for sure. He's incredible. But I don't know the will to want. Ah, okay. He's fearless. You know, it's, he does what he wants to do. He doesn't think about the bad, in my opinion. You know, if it happens, it happens, but that's not in his mind as he's doing anything. Yeah. You know, like, why think about something bad? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's hard to do for most average humans. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, just a negative thought is just a continuous thing of something. So, you know, the more positive thoughts you have about something, obviously, the better outcome you should have. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, mindset. Yeah, mindset's like super important with racing. So it, it's pretty cool just coming into this whole coaching thing, and that's what I'm trying to give them uh, a different side. You know, since I guess that I have done this. You know, and it's it's fun. I enjoy it. Good to hear. Yeah. So kind of going into that, uh, do you you grew up as an amateur in that time and time frame? Like it was so much competition, and the mm-hmm. series were bigger, and there was a lot more probably money in the industry than there is now. But uh, what yeah. do you, what do you think like being an amateur then and then some of the kids you're training now and you see, what do you think kind of some of the biggest differences are in the amateur scene? And what have you seen that's better now or what was better then? just kind of, you know, pros and cons of that. Man, I know that bikes were a lot cheaper back then. So that <laughs> helped. Yeah. <laughs> that, that helped a lot. Sure. And man, and the bikes weren't as fast too. Like these bikes are getting just dumb fast. And so the competition, you know, like if someone gets a super mod or whatever, it's, you know, there's the elites, there's everybody else, and there's the people that have stock bikes as well. So I think that's a, a, a big separation factor that's going on right now. And that sucks because there's a lot of talented kids with, you know, not as good of equipment, but you never really know if they can never even come close up the start. Right. So I think that's just something more or less going on now in my eyes. Yeah, you're right. That's I mean, unfortunately, it's something that I don't think we can turn back. We're just no. we're, we're stuck with the progression and more and more expense, and it's unfortunate. It's gonna it's hurting our sport in a large degree. Yeah, you know, but 
that's just with anything. Yeah, it true. E- evolution. So we have to step up or figure out how to maintain it. Yeah. Um, so what's tell me, give me one crazy or cool, awesome thing that you saw James do on the 125 that I want to get back to your stuff. Oh man. Oh. Or or what Ed was it? Ride in general, I've seen him wheel tap jumps with his front end, scrub jumps, dragging bars off the face, just upside down whips, just stuff that makes you. Why do I do? Why do I still ride a dirt bike? Because you know you're never gonna beat him. Yep. But it was something that I, I got to chase after. You know, he pushed me. That's you know, so not cool. not like actually pushing me, but just I don't know. Like nowadays kids of this generation a little bit softer you know like poking the bear you know it's mm-hmm. not like hey you're doing good out there it's like hey pick it up man you're slacking all right you're right it was I, tough yeah. love it was good i like that man that's the kind of motivation and stuff i grew up with because I'm, I'm old sean so i, I grew absolutely up... you know and i i liked that and i'm like okay it's cool you know it's just yeah. not always patting you on the back if you had a bad day it's like hey you know you have bad days but you got to figure it out and keep moving forward yep absolutely Okay, so let's get into some of this more serious stuff because this is really what yeah. you want to touch on. You've talked a lot about all this other stuff a lot before. Um, yeah. You mentioned that your parents opened up a box with all this memorabilia, and it sounds like from the interview I listened to over the weekend, like a lot of this stuff you probably don't even remember. Um, 2007, though, Freestone, I believe, big crash, break your helmet, hematoma on the brain. And that's really where it all started, right? All these these issues. Yeah, it would have been 2007 Hangtown. Oh, Hangtown. I apologize. Yes, Hangtown. Okay. No, it's okay. And I had a crash in California, not too well. Actually, in Texas, I had crashed, broke a helmet, had to fly to California, do some testing, and just kind of fell over. But I had a hematoma on my brain, and when I had fell over again, I had popped it. Yes, okay. So that was a pretty surreal moment of just laying there and everything kind of just changed for me at that moment. And we went to the hospital, got checked out and you know, the doctors, you know, after like an hour and a half, two hours, they came in like, Hey, there's a helicopter on the way. And we're like, Oh, okay. Why? They're like, well, they take you to the hospital and needless to say, they got an ambulance ride sooner for me to get there. And I got put to sleep for a couple of days. I think I was in ICU for 11 days to let my brain swelling go down hmm. It was a tough road, but that one wasn't that bad. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it was, I, I follow, I, yeah, it, it was, but, you know, at the same time, I've bumped my head three or four really good times now. And I followed all the rules, you know, did, took all my medicines that they told me to. And when I went up for my, went back for my checkup, everything was healed. I passed with flying colors. So a few days later, I went to go back racing. Jeez, <laughs> you know, I mean, because that's what I'm. My whole life, I grew up to be a, a pro dirt bike racer, and I right. just turned pro, and I can't race. Like, come on now. Yeah, I and, have to. And it was a different time in concussion. Uh, and Correct. We, we didn't concussions. have that much knowledge about. Yes. It. Yes. So continue. You know, like, and so obviously, my parents were like, eh, "Like, you don't have to do this. You know that, right?" I'm like, "Well, we've done this my whole life. What else? What I want to do?" And what I did. Two rounds of Supercross, the prequel, and then at Hangtown, I had crashed again. And I hit the opposite side of my head. Hmm. So, therefore, I ended up having pretty much shaken baby syndrome. 
Wow. And this is all so, in a matter of a few months. Yes, that that's where it was. So it kind of came back into second impact syndrome. I was on my guidelines and everything, but just the force of my crash and all of that put me in a pretty bad situation. So that kind of reset me. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was... I had to learn a lot of my cognitive skills again. How scary so that is that? Was, like how, how as a... You're a young man at this time. Like, is that yeah. scary? Like, okay, what if I don't get these skills back? Or, you know, are you so confident? Like, oh, okay, I'll have this. It's just going to take time. I didn't think negative one bit. I just Good sat there and just did as much research as I could for it. And, you know, it, it took a while. Don't get me wrong. And when it, things just started finally clicking back off. You know, when I first got back on a dirt bike, that was scary. I could barely ride. You know, I had to learn how to rewalk, talk, all that kind of good stuff. And it, it's not a, it's a very quick process because you know how to do it. It's mm-hmm. just, I forgot. It's crazy. So like, you know, after just getting, watching people walk, they tell you about it, help you walk. And then just once you start doing it, oh, hey, like you're good to go. You know, for me, that's how it worked at least. And same thing when I hopped on a dirt bike, that just felt right for me. Yeah. It just take for me to get on a dirt bike. It makes me happy. Still to this day, I know that I'm not the best to myself, and I'm on a dirt bike. But I don't know. It puts a smile on my face. Well, that's really what the bottom line of what it comes down to. Uh, yeah. I want to go back to when it first happened. You you quote your quote was that's when everything changed. Uh, yeah. When the second one at when you you had the tip over and and pop the blood blister. Um, you said, like, did you know instantly something's wrong? Like, what oh, was... Oh, yeah, something was wrong. I was just laying there, and I remember I looked up, and the trees were just, like, bright green, all the birds, everything everything was super pretty. Oh, wow. And I'm like, man, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And my dad's, <laughs> like, my dad's, like, a really calm person. He ran over there and was like, hey, buddy, are you okay? Hey, and I'm just like, hey, daddy, how are you doing? Wow. It just, and I'm like, man, like some, something's wrong right now. It almost now. sounds like you were tripping, you know, like when, when you see I the was, movies. I was, yeah, because yeah, completely sober, straight-edge kid, nothing like that. Right, so same here. I was just like, man, this is going to be, this is weird. Yeah. So that was, that was wild, for okay. sure. Okay, all right. So I Having to deal with that for the long-term effects, how how much has your day-to-day life and did you like, do you like now suffer from like, like anxiety or any other kind of mental thing that you never dealt with before? Did any of that change? PTSD. Type absolutely. Stuff? Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I've had PTSD. I could be diagnosed with all kinds of things, but I realized what I was going through and me going to the doctors and complaining about things. I'm not really for pharma medical and stuff like that. I realized it's going to be a long road. They told me that for the first time and I bumped my head a couple of times again after that. So yeah, I have issues, but I self-educate. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, I don't sit there and just like, Oh, if this is my situation. No, I mean, we have Google phones, read books and things like that. Other people have gone through the same issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool. There's a lot of knowledge out there that's that's good that you're like you could easily have just a woe is me attitude to be depressed and say the hell with Correct. it. But yeah, yeah it's but sad. then that's that's gonna do nothing for you, you know, you're just gonna sit there in a downward spiral. So Yeah. I kinda had to pick myself up. I couldn't talk to too many about it, people about it, because I only thing that felt right for me is riding my dirt bike. Okay. 
So and I could be riding and have a panic attack or an anxiety attack. And I, if you look at my career, I'll have some DNFs and things like that. And that's why I was a privateer and did things by myself. So I didn't have to explain it to anybody because I couldn't. Right. So it, it's, I mean, for anybody listening, like we all have crashes, but you broke, like literally broke two different helmets, I believe. And yes. That that shows that right there just shows the impact of the, the the impact that your head took, and it's hard to imagine an impact that big. Because I mean, I've had some pretty good diggers on my head, but nothing yeah. that would break a helmet. Uh, and speaking of helmets, just talking about the the um, brain injuries and concussion, uh, the technology or the the knowledge we've gained in the last few years. NFL's yes. really worked hard at it. Uh, 6D and Fly Formula helmets specifically yes, have. have done a lot of work to improve head injuries. Uh, what do you have you researched any of that? What do you think about what the industry is trying to do to help prevent that? And the fact that now teams have a better understanding, so they're not like, no, just get your butt back out there. Yes, I, I love it that the racer actual health is being more in concern now. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was in my end and on paper and I wanted to go race, you know, yeah. like that was up to me. No one pushed me to race. That was my choice, but it's awesome that everybody's stepping up with it, you know, because seeing it in football, that was an issue and Hey, we're going faster. We're hitting the ground harder. We need to step it up as well. So glad that, you know, everybody's doing it. It's cool to see that riders are being safer because you know, seeing these head injuries, seeing these accidents and injuries in general sucks for our sport, but you know, that's part of it. Yeah, I think it's good that that you're kind of opening up and talking about this because you know our sport has always been that you're you know you're on your own, you can't show weakness, yeah. and I think it's good that you're opening the store because like when you're when in that time this the speed of the bikes had gone past the protectiveness yeah, of the helmets. Fast. Yeah, they were yes. fast, and the helmets were not were not there. And I th- I think it's good that the, the helmets have gotten better and that and that more people like you uh, that have had those injuries are coming out and talking and and getting it safer. And I'm, now yeah. that you've got the kids that you're training, you can tell the parents to get these helmets. I yeah. we're in the right direction. I, I think I kinda, you're doing good. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that with the training you're doing now. What um is that something you implement? Is talking about the safety um the the element of safety with equipment and you know being smarter with that? Is that something that you actually talk about because you said you just recently wanted to start talking about it but i wondered if you talked to your students i mean honestly safety is key when you ride with me yeah i'm not i don't say i always follow the rules with stuff too but <laughs> i want my riders to yeah you know j- just because so i have to learn to lead by example that's something that can be more credible about the actions that i take around them because you know they look up to everybody the older generation so what we do they're like oh i guess that's cool but um, man, it's, I, I try to talk to the parents about it because you know, this is the dream. You know, everybody wants to turn pro, get the factory contract, win championships and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, we start this off for fun. Yep. You know, like it, it's a good time and it sucks that families get split up and things like that, but it, we got to enjoy this more. Oh, I totally agree with you. I think that's, again, that that's the base of why we do this. That's yeah. a, that's a great, uh, motto we need to enjoy this more um is there anything specific once you started looking through some of this memorabilia 
or any old videos or anything that you like recently were like, oh, wow, I don't remember that moment at all or anything that has surprised you in the last few months or years? Man, I they showed me this big old box and I remember eh, probably 20 percent of the things in there. Yeah, I have I have a computer that I got in 2005 to 2008 that pretty much had my entire life of photos that I don't remember. I just haven't opened that up yet, that box of worms yet. Oh, you're you're holding off. Oh, that's yeah. I guess that could yeah. be scary. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's, you know, each time I bump my head, you know, my close friends, it's been a lot of things have changed. So it's not trying to recreate someone else, but just me trying to figure out everything else new as it comes. Yeah, like so. Some of the stuff that you mentioned that like some stuff I didn't even know about was um, like being in ESPN the magazine. And Sports yeah. Illustrated for kids, like people that don't maybe aren't aware of you, like you, you were. It, I don't know what the words are I'm looking for. Like that, not a lot of people got to do that in the motocross industry, you know, especially at that time. So, yeah, like you were really on this trajectory. I think that's a good the word I want of of you know going like going somewhere. I'm going to use that. It's not, I don't know if that's insulting, but like <laughs> no, you, no. But and and then like to lose all that and then not even remember it necessarily until many years later. Like that's I don't know how anybody could really relate. Yeah, I mean it was, you know, everybody that I raced against with amateurs and stuff like that to see them winning the championships and looking at old results and I beat them. It's like, hey, right. what if? But yeah, yeah, I, I didn't look at it that way because you know there's a whole lot of other what ifs on the, the flip side of it, and. I just kind of followed my heart, listened to my intuition, you know, followed my instincts. You know, nowadays these kids call it a vibe, <laughs> but you know, that feeling that you get, sure. you know, I, I learned to listen to that. Okay. You know, I stuck close to my friends, my family, like I said, you know, they never pushed me into racing. And, and that was a thing that I actually like pretty much pushed away from them for a couple of years because they were cool with me just doing anything else besides racing a dirt bike. Yeah. But that's all that I wanted to do. Um, I, I just kind of back to some of the kids you're training. Do you, do you, uh, you work with Brandon Walther, correct? I do. do how I is, do. <laughs> is, uh, are we going to see him any supercross this year? I've, I've seen him ride at the village night practice a couple of times back when he's on 125s and uh -huh. that kid rips so hard. So yeah, I, I, no, I want to see awesome. him. He's awesome. Um, he's been thinking about it. He did he good at the pro little, challenge. He took a little break, but, uh, yeah, he's been riding good, you know, and, He's just growing up being a teenager. I think he just turned 18 or yeah, he's just turned 18. So life and all of that, but I'm letting him do his own thing, you know, live life. It's the no pressure situation typically works a lot better. You know, some people, they enjoy pressure or that's their situation, but Brandon rides better with a no pressure situation. So you let him do his thing and he does his, does what he can do best. Yeah. That's good that you can uh, adjust the way you coach or, or teach well, you have to because everybody's different. Yeah. You know, there's not one strict way to do this. Oh, you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. You know, I would like to do a lot of things other ways, but I've had double shoulder surgery, so it's hard to keep my elbows up as high. You know, I broke my back and my neck and back, so I've had to learn how to adapt to a lot of things. You know, 
I'm yeah, I, here, I've been banged up. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to this. Uh, you know, I listened to the podcast. Uh, hey, what was the name of that podcast you did with your buddy? Because I don't remember what oh it was. Oh my goodness! Do you not? Uh, I don't know. Like, because that was the thing. He's just like he just called me and yeah. asked me some questions, <laughs> and I was like, wow. Maybe I should talk about it more. Well, if anybody wants a deeper dive into Sean's, just email me at uh, show at gmail.com. I have the link or whatever. I could send it to you, but it's really interesting. But listening to you that and then listen to you now with all these injuries, including one I haven't even asked about yet. You know, I'm going to, I got to ask. Yeah. Uh, ruptured testicle. Oh man. Like that hurt. Duh. Like, you know, like people like say people get like nut tapped and stuff. Like yeah. That and go to the ground. But this happened with two turns ago at I think Anaheim two. <laughs> like my feet just slipped off the pegs and I just went straight into my gas cap. Oh. And it was a good lap, too. So, you know, I had to hit the next rhythm section, hit the finish line. And then after that, I just rode straight up the tunnel wide open, went to the truck and started throwing up. Oh. It was, uh, oh man, like that was rough. Oh yeah. Had to go to Asterix and then had to go to the hospital, which was kind of cool because not cool, but it was weird because they were like ultrasounding my body. Like I was <laughs> like, you know, they do for a woman who's pregnant. Right. Right. And all these nurses are in there just all, and I'm like, Hey, this is kind of funny. And they kicked my now wife out and they're like excuse me can you leave i'm like yeah get out of here <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah that was that was tough yeah yeah i can't that when, was tough. when i heard you tell that on on the other podcast i that one like my stomach turned so i can't even yeah it, yeah but i mean that that feeling it was about for three weeks oof. i had to I had to have a catheter for three weeks too oh, and everybody's uh, like sean when are you gonna have kids i'm like hey if like we can one day like that's great it's a blessing yeah yes you know so it's like that would be cool you know i guess me getting older as well sure so my point though of bringing all that up is with all these crazy injuries and you could take one of those and it's more severe than most of us ever have to deal with but yet <laughs> you still love this sport Absolutely, man. I'm a dirt bike kid to the Dude, death. I'm I, sorry. I, I love it. I, I absolutely love that. Um, I mean, man. there's nothing better. I don't care. The track doesn't have to be prepped. Just put me in a dirt bike in a parking lot, and I'll have a good time. So how much do you, I might complain a little bit, right? I'll ride. How much do you actually get to still ride? You mentioned that you had, on the other pod, that you had a lot of bikes, but do you have big <laughs> bikes? Do you actually go out and get to rip some big laps? Do you still take the chance? Um. In 2017, I took a little break. Okay. Got fat, got healthy, enjoyed <laughs> myself, and got married. Like, sure. shout out to my wife for letting me get fat the year I got married. Congrats on that. Just, you know, thank you. I'm just like, hey, like, I need to relax. I'm, she's like, oh, go sit on the couch. I'm like, cool. But, man, I don't know. It's just, I love it. Yeah. And I still ride, but I have 125, 150, 250F, 350, 252-stroke. And now I'm getting back on the bike. I just had to calm down a little bit because I'm a danger to myself. I still want to go big. Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, once I hit a turn good, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, yeah, let's keep it going. Let's go. Yeah. Like, I don't really think about what can go bad until I wake up in the hospital. I'm like, oh, what happened? They're like, well, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. See, I think we need to get like you and uh, Aaron Smith and uh, Josh Demuth, <laughs> who all have had some major injuries or health issues and like yeah. get you guys on pit bikes and just do a pit bike race with the three of you. Oh, I have a couple of pit bikes too. Don't worry. I heard that. Yeah. See yes. that way you aren't going big, 
but you still have talent, and you guys can still go out there and rip. I think, yeah. I, yeah, I, the 450 is dangerous for yes. me because then I can jump anything that I want. Oh, trust me. I, I know. I, uh, I, I'm i pretty well known now for uh, <laughs> crashing Bradshaw's bike in, uh, well, a okay. year ago, November, okay. at Cycle Ranch. <laughs> I I lost track of where I was, overjumped, broke four ribs, punctured a lung, and just, yeah, launched off, you know, grabbed a handful on a jump I shouldn't have and yeah, well outside my uh, ability range. But, um, Sean, I don't have a whole lot more time with you You're good. tonight. I'd love to get you back on and talk some more at some point. But um, what do you think about the current state of Supercross, you know, the talent, the way the sport's going, and will you be at Houston or Dallas? I'll definitely be at Dallas because okay. it's in my backyard. Yep, I'm pumped that Supercross is finally coming to Texas. I'm not a big fan of California. Okay, fair enough. Um, the class, oh, it's so cool to see the little kids like Adam Censorello. I grew up watching him on 50s. You know, always knew he was going to be fast. Um, Sexton, you know, the racing's awesome. Talent's good. And I'm excited to my backyard. So I'll probably be at, I don't know about the Houston ones, but I'll be at all the Dallas ones. Okay, well, um, yeah, I'd love to maybe, you know, get a chance to, to talk to you some more. You know, I'll be at okay. all of those. And I probably, I'll probably be staying at Shan's house. So. Okay. I'll have to get a hold of you, man, and we'll we'll talk some more. Maybe we'll do something. Uh, we'll do some video interview or something. Talk about something and visit a little bit more. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I had told you I was going to try to get Will Hahn because you guys grew up together <laughs> yeah. on, but he he may be bailing tonight. He said he's a little tired. Oh come on! Eh, he's been hard to get a hold of, and he texted me and said, "Man, I may not be able to do it. They're still at the test track or whatever, getting ready. You know how it, it's that time of year. I get it." Man, I want to just blow his number out right now, so everybody just calls him. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I'd let you do it. I have it, but I'm not. I I won't be the one yeah. responsible for that. But we'll. I'm going to still try to get him on a little bit later. Okay. I've still got to. We're we're not recording live, so everything's out of order now. I've got Dino. Right. I'm going to record with Dino in a minute, but he's actually probably going to be the first interview once it's it, everything got messed up tonight because good. of the press conference. Good. So yeah, no worries. Um, Sean, man, it's it's a pleasure to talk to you. I think you are just from what I've seen and talking to you, you're an amazing human being and come back from so much and still love this sport that we all love. And it's something to be uh, appreciated that you have that personality. It's really cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And man, I hope you guys have a good rest of your night. You too, buddy. I'll see you. Uh, I'll definitely see you in Dallas. All right. Take all care. Right, see ya. All right. That was cool. Talking to Sean Hackley. Uh, take a quick break and well, <laughs> Okay, so since you guys are listening to this in post, Will Hahn may be after this, or he may not. I don't know yet, so uh, we'll see what happens. If not, we will come back and post-record a wrap-up. So, yeah, sorry about the. This is one of those shows where everything kind of went crazy it, because the there. 250 press conference was tonight, and it just ran right up to the time when Dean was supposed to do the interview. And then when I called Dean, he said, hey, I'm at dinner Thanks a lot, Dean. <laughs> you knew what time we were supposed to do this. Anyway, uh, but so, he uh, he asked if we could wait a little bit. So everything's all out of sorts tonight. But sometimes you eat dessert first. Isn't it always all out of sorts, pretty nah. much? So anyway, yeah, be right. we may be back. We may not. We'll be right back. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. 
A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entertown. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto S. Pajo Senya. Hey, Scotty, I forgot about this at the beginning of the show. Uh, so we've got some more downtime. We're still waiting on Dino. And by the way, Will, Will had to bail. He can't do it. But uh, our boys, Trent and Nick, over at the Moto Limited Network in Australia, uh, sent us sent us some questions to talk about. Okay. So I had almost forgot. And we're st- we may have to pause this yeah. to get to Dino when he texts. But let's. I had them record their audio, so we'll okay. hear what they have to say, and we'll we'll talk about it. Hey, Moto Expod Show. It's Trent and Nick from the Moto Limited Show here in Brisbane, Australia. We are super pumped you guys get to go back to the races this weekend and experience firsthand the sport we love. Unfortunately, we can't be there, but plan to get over there as soon as possible, hang out, and pretty much just live the dream. We have a couple questions for you guys just to kick things off. So, Trent, you want to go first? Sure, mate. I uh, brought in the first one. Is obviously the big change that come out is the change in the commentary box for the NBC broadcast and the uh, Peacock broadcast now as well, uh, with Lee Diffie coming in to replace Ralph uh, and also Todd Harris coming in. Just wanted to get your guys' opinion on what you thought of the change and, and how you see it progressing in the future. Oh, that's going to be... There's going to be some upset people. There's going to be some upset people, but it's uh, it's a change and it's coming. Righto. Right. My turn. Dark side is mainly for you, but can you predict how the vibe will be coming into H1? We all know that the, uh, the A1 has a sort of an electrifying feel to it. It's something special that you just can't describe. The atmosphere in the pits of a Saturday afternoon at Anaheim is just different to anywhere else in the world. With the current state of the world and the change in the structure of Supercross, how will the pit party be different and what will be the overall vibe coming into the event all right scotty let's start with the first one the broadcast uh change lee diffie um he, he did a couple of the races last year 
Some people liked it, some didn't. That's always the case with everybody. Some yeah. people liked Ralph, some didn't. You're never going to make everybody happy. A lot of people are upset that Ralph's gone. Some people are happy that he's he's gone. Uh, probably some of the people that kept saying they want him gone, now that Lee Diffie's in, maybe they're not so happy. Who knows, right? It's just impossible. I liked Ralph as a person. Uh, you know, that the fact that they are trying to do something different and change things, it, it, it could be good down the road. Uh, there are, are guys, if you're listening, there's some things coming. There's some possibilities at the end of the season of some other people in that booth. Some people in particular that I have hoped will get a, posi- a chance at yeah. this. Uh, there, there's a possibility. There's going to be some things changing or flowing towards what may be the future. Okay. So... This is me finding out, by the way. Well, yeah, and I'm trying not to say anything because I don't know anything for sure. I've just heard some rumors. Well, I mean, even about the Lee Diffie thing, I didn't. I, I, oh, I had not. Where known the hell it. have you been? Well, you said you were going to announce it. You never told me. Well, they they posted it all over social media. Oh, this I just didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Ralph's out. Okay. Uh, Lee Diffie and Ari. My mind's blanking on the other guy's name, but he, uh, he said Todd Harris. He yes, used to Todd do, Harris. He used to be on ESPN. Yes, yes. So Todd. So is no DB. DB's going to do Race Day Live without okay. Jim Holly by himself. Okay. And he's still going to do the floor stuff. The floor stuff. In the in the booth, Todd Harris, Lee Diffie, Ricky Carmichael. All so three of them, three. I believe. Okay. Yes. That's what I believe, I, my understanding is. Uh, but, yeah, no no Jim Holly on Race Day Live, which I think it's going to be a little bit tough for Daniel to carry that all by himself. Yeah. Especially if they don't allow guests up there with him because the teams are so strict on it. Yeah. Uh, and I think – Daniel might be a little worried about that. He doesn't know for sure how that's going to go. Right. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be different. Um, I'm a little bummed uh, that Ralph's gone just because I yeah, like I Ralph as too. a friend. I, th- I, th- I think I think he did good. Yeah, and I but think Lee did okay, did a good job. I think D- Lee did a, an equally as good of job, maybe better in some areas than Ralph and vice versa. Yeah. Lee, he's been around forever. He's He's done it. He he. He's a, he's a class act. He'll do he'll do a good job. Um, yeah. It's I mean it's if you kind of look at the history. I mean what when Ralph's been doing it for what? 15, Dude, he, he posted 16? on his on his Twitter how long it's been, and I don't remember well, the number. And he even like he, you can even go back and find him on some like ninety six ninety seven Daytonas when when they used to do the the different because uh, they used to always be on ESPN, and then for yep. Daytona it would be like on CBS or something like that, and then he would. He did a couple of those, so he's been around it forever, and that's kind of what you see. Like, I mean, it's about the same amount of time as Art Ekman did it, and a couple of these other guys. So, I, I mean, I guess it's like they said they're gonna they're gonna constantly progress and keep moving towards something new. So, I guess they're just trying something different. But I, I think Lee will good, do a good job. I'm kind of interested to see how the two uh, the two head guys go together. Right, one color analyst and then two uh, announcers. That's going to be kind of interesting. Yeah. I agree. Well, either way, uh, as I said, unfortunately in today's society, can't make everybody happy. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people bitching. There's going to be a lot of people happy. Yeah, I'm happy we're going racing. I think it's going to be it's going to be great. Ricky should be better. This is his third year full-time. Yeah. Should be better. Uh, yeah, he improved a ton last year. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm just glad we get to watch some racing. We're going yep. live. I wish you guys, Trent and Nick, could be here. It would be awesome to hang out with you guys. It will happen eventually. Uh, as far as the other question, the vibe at H1 to me, in my mind, is going to be the, exactly the same as A1. I know A1 is the traditional starting opening round. It's got a lot of hype. But with the way the season ended last year, 
no fans. We're getting some fans back yeah. in. The place is going to be electric, even with 25% capacity. The, the riders, the teams, everybody's going to be so stoked that we're going racing. I think it's going to be the same. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the main source of the hype for A1, yes, granted the history of the venue. And, and the industry technically is out I, there, but they're all moving this way anyway. Yeah, well, and I think that the, like he's, he mentioned, the pit party, yes, well, obviously because of COVID, it's not going to be the same. We're going to miss that. Yeah, I don't even know but, if we're having one, exactly, really. Like, like, there's supposed to be some stuff, but I don't think it's going to be much. So the buzz around the pits and stuff like that, that will be gone, and that will but when it comes to the actual broadcast of the show, the still the main source of the hype is the fact that we haven't seen these guys in three months. New guys have moved up. Teams have changed. Bikes have changed. New bikes are out. Injuries have happened. Yep. That's still the hype. Who's going to come out and be the guy? That's that's the source of the hype. That's still there. I'm getting to see it live. So me personally, I, I'm I'm pumped. I've never yeah. gotten to experience Anaheim 1. So I think it kind of brings a, that hype to another group of people yeah so the yeah, first yeah. so Good our point. first time that we're going to be able to see it the hype in the stadium is going to be the same i think it's going to be very similar anyway and i mean really you're forgetting though about the probably what is the biggest hype of the weekend like everybody's talking about it i'm pretty sure is whether the bet between me and daniel blair oh yeah that's yeah, what I everybody's mean, gosh, thinking about <laughs> like i said gosh golly golly shucks uh i mean you know that Cooper Webb and uh, Justin Barsha, like, they have to be aware of this huge bet. And, like, they're out for blood because, like, no way does Cooper Webb want me to have to wear a Dallas Cowboys jersey. Not a chance. Does he? Is he not a Dallas Cowboys fan? I don't know. I'm making all this up, Scotty. Oh, oh okay. Well, then, <laughs> I think we would all love to see it. I, I think you have a good chance of wearing that jersey, and I think Steve has a good chance of shaving his head. Ooh, yeah. I brought that up in the press conference today. I asked oh, Christian, yeah, yeah. You I did. asked Christian if that was extra motivation. Yeah. So, he said, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. I hope that answers your question. I do think it's going to still be electrifying. I think it's going to be fantastic. And, again, I wish my boys at the Moto – limited uh network we're there but hopefully we will get our australian brethren over to a supercross and next year yeah and uh maybe we'll see them on some press conferences so hope that answers your questions i appreciate you guys submitting it and nick as always thank you for all your help with the pole from x wrap-up show appreciate all you guys do and if you haven't checked their podcast out please give it a listen crazy show out of order i've said that multiple times tonight i have no idea how the show has come together when you guys are listening to it, it's it's a weird puzzle. Hopefully it sounded good. Scotty, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks to Dean Wilson, Sean Hackley. Wilhan was not able to join us. He apologized profusely. Maybe I'll get to uh, catch up with him in Houston this weekend. I want to thank again a Cherby's, X-Brand Goggles, uh, we, Extreme Colors, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Burb Lords, Graphics and Jersey ID, and Williams Moto Works. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Apologize. There will not be one next week. We should be back the week after Houston. Yeah, the week after Houston. Hopefully, DJ TJ will be back. We'll have the cameras going again. Other than that, it's a wrap. You got anything else, Scotty? Nope, just ready for for Houston. Yeah, Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. I'll see you there. Yep, sounds good. All right, we are out of here.